podcast. Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to episode two of our podcast. Uh, I'm Carl. That young man over there is Dan. Hello. Short but sweet. How we like it? Yeah, absolutely. That's what the girls like. Apparently <laughs> so. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week we have a whole episode dedicated to The Last of Us. Uh, stunning game. Um, if you haven't played it yet, I'd suggest you go and play it and finish it, as there are a lot of spoilers on the episode. Uh, but those who have finished it, then feel free, hang around, and listen to what we have to say on the matter. So without further ado... Last of Us. You may as well just have the lerp at, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Last of Us. Yeah. Um, point three, Flames although, game. quite frankly, I, I think it should have been point one. Um, mainly for the fact that I only completed it um, a couple of days ago. And I should point out that that's not just, you know, I was late to the game. I bought that on the day it came out. Um, Callum Sorry. did actually buy it pre-release, although I actually went out and bought it and played it before he actually played his, uh, his copy that arrived. Get out of the case. Yeah, so I mean, that's how I was so excited for this. I really, 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 really want to play this. Um, Massive so I went out... What? <laughs> what? Massive disappointment. <laughs> oh, shut up. No. You, can't, you can't even joke about it. It is just... I actually oh. died a little inside when I said that. I should bloody well hope you did as well. Your son will be disappointed in you. No, he's asleep. <laughs> no, I mean, in years to come, when he can understand all this sort of stuff, I'm going to buy him an X, uh, a PS3, an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you can do, you can buy him an Xbox. <laughs> he ain't playing last. Yeah, <laughs> but um, just so we can, uh, just so we can see how how good it is and how devastating that comment of yours was. No, he knows I'm joking. I bloody well hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Before I sort of, you know, go into the uh, the actual game itself and good, and I, I just want to sort of get the overall sort of hype score out there straight away. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. If not, I'd say, bar maybe Tomb Raider on a similar, not the same, no. but similar no. level, no. game of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's, it's so, so good. I have to disagree. You can't compare Tomb Raider to The Last of Us. No, I said it was on a, a similar level. No, I don't mean as in story-wise, I mean as in how engrossing it is, how good uh, the actual yeah. game is. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the story, I don't think... I don't think we'll have another game this gen that will match last no, story. No, no, I agree. I'm just trying to think if there's anything that's sort the of first, me. Say, first 20, 20 minutes, half an hour, because before we go any further, spoilers, lots and lots of spoilers. If you haven't watched it, yeah. I'll just stop Absolutely. listening now. Go and buy it immediately. Yeah. Pause, pause this podcast, don't <laughs> buy it, finish it. If you haven't got a PS3, yeah. buy one of those as well. Yeah, buy a PS3, steal one. <laughs> um, any game that can, within the first half an hour, reduce me and Dan to tears is game of the year. Get it out of the way. Yeah, I did not expect Sarah to die like that. It was, yeah, I mean, I've seen a few other people that sort of played it, 
And, you, you know, I mean, you can pretty much make, when it comes to some sort of like weird zombie, I know they're not zombies, but everyone will eventually refer to them as zombies. But when you have this sort of weird survival horror, there's usually some sort of tragedy that's happened in one of the main characters' lives. In this case, obviously, it's daughter. She's not featured in any of the game trailers, so you assume that she gets killed pretty much early on. Well, yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a given, really. I mean, it's just the manner of it. That's what got me. That's what I was like, what? Like, because you assume that she's going to be bitten by one of the infected and he's going to have to kill her himself. Yeah. Now, as bad as that sounds, like, as in, you know, trauma-wise, that's what you assume. You know, kind of like um, if you've seen The Mist, like the new version of The Mist. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it, it's quite a good film, pretty good film. Um, but at the end, spoilers, <laughs> um, like, they, they escape from this sort of shopping centre. They're... they're you know, been trapped in this whole time, and he's got his, uh, I think it's his lad, yeah, his son with him. Uh, he finds out his wife's died, and blah, blah, blah. And he escapes from this horrible mist, and all these horrible monsters. Strangely enough, um, the guy who was um, Starkiller in Force Unleashed, he's the oh. guy who's in this as well. Yep, he's one of the, uh, not one of the main guys, but he's certainly got a, a pretty decent part in it. Um, and it's weird, because you see him, he's just like, holy shit, he's a Jedi, what's he doing in this? Um <laughs> But they, they escape out of this, um, this horrible misting. It's full of all these horrible monsters. And like, there's him, his son, and then these two sort of like older people that, you know, they manage to save as well. They get as far away as they can. The car runs out of petrol. They've got a gun. Um, there's only three bullets in it, four of them. So he has to shoot these two people and then kill his own son. And he's so devastated. You know, he gets out of the car and he's just like, oh, just kill me. You know, I, I can't believe this. And then the mist clears and the army's there and killing everything. And he's lit, like, literally about 10 seconds before just shot his own son in the face. Fucking hell. And you're just like, oh my god. That was the level of shock that I got from that bit. Where it's just like, you, you, you're so expecting him to have to kill her. Then just some random soldier who's there to help people kills her. Yeah. And he's like, what? And he doesn't, he doesn't even know until his brother's... No, yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, God, it was just so well done. It was such a surprise. I mean, I've never been that taken off guard by... by I, I actually think... Something that I was expecting. If we'd have been put to the position where, even if it wasn't a video, and it made you do it yourself, you had to kill her, I don't think that would have been as bad. Because I think, you, like you say, you expected she was going to yeah. get infected, you were going to have to kill her. Which happens in games. Um, uh, I know you haven't played yourself, but Telltale's Walking Dead. Lots of moments like that. And they had a hard, and, you know, you, especially when you've you played it and you've got to know the characters and you've had to kill them or choose to save them or not. You know it's coming. You can expect. Ares in um, Final Fantasy VII, that was always what yeah. got me. Like when she gets killed in that and you're just so not prepared for it. It's. No. Brilliant opening. Fantastic opening. Set the scene. Lots of nice little intricate details as well. Uh, like where you can pick up Joel's phone. as you, When you're playing a Sarah, you can pick up the phone and see missed calls. When you're watching the news uh, and you see the explosion and then it actually happens outside the window. Yeah. Uh, really nice touches. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I mean, usually it's sort of like you're either... It's kind of like Fallout where it's just, everything's already happened and that's yeah. it. That's just sort of the world you're living in. Um, but you never really sort of like, I don't think, well, nothing that springs to mind anyway, where you've kind of been in the middle of it, you, you know, where shit is really going down, yeah. you know, and everything is just literally like people are just getting killed right in front of you, and yeah, no one knows what the hell's going on. It's all, like, like it's happening there and then, 
there's still a sense of normality in, in the sense that ambulances are going and fire engines are going but at the same time people are dragging people out of cars and eating them and yeah it's like it's just all terrifying uh, it's kind it was of really really good and you can't actually die on the first that first bit as well if when you can when you have to carry Sarah you can oh, what, die like people calling out the ambulances and that. yeah you, you can actually die that bit Jeez, I, I did shit myself because I turned around to see if that guy was okay and then he just starts running I was like yeah. oh my god there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of moments where uh, when you're running up the hill just before Sarah gets shot and you can hear one of the infected behind you and there's that bit of you that wants to turn around and but yeah you know you can do so straight I, I did I know if I, on my second playthrough I did turn around and I, <laughs> really? I did die because um, <laughs> they are right behind you. Um, yeah. But even then, even though I knew what's happening the second time, I didn't like it. I didn't like Sarah dying, and it was horrible, heartbreaking and for someone we've we've known for all of ten minutes. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it's it? Ridiculous. Like, I mean, you literally just play as her for a couple of minutes, and then you're just in the car watching shit go down. Yeah. And then she gets shot, and you're just like. You shouldn't really care. I mean, just like, oh, well, well, that was a bit strange. But the fact that she's there just sort of, like, literally just bleeding to death and, like, oh, God, the noises she's making. It's oh, just, like, <laughs> just like, oh, my God, it's um, terrible. Yeah, she sounds like someone who actually killed someone to, to get the audio. It's, yeah. It, but, it's uh, really bad. But, moving on, though, um, obviously, fast forward, Joel's gotten a lot older. 20 years, it's a hell of a skip. But yeah, it's a big skip. Uh, he's an old, well, not an old man, but he's a lot older. He's weird. I think he, he looks a lot more sort of weathered than probably his age is. Yeah, you know, a I lot of stress. I didn't realise until the second playthrough how much of a difference Joel's beard makes and his grey hair. Um, mm. I think he was some kind of um, contractor building and stuff back when everything was normal. Um, yeah, yeah. He looked youngish, and then fast forward, and he's got grey hair. He's got big beard and he's some kind of, he's some kind of smuggler with Tess yeah I mean they don't really go into too much detail as to what he's well not exactly a job but as to how he survives yeah but it, I'd assume it's sort of getting things to people without the, the sort of the military knowing the military or the fireflies getting yeah sort of gun supplies and you know, I like I quite like the idea of the, the ration books are, you, yeah, you know that's, that's like, the, money, like fallouts bottle caps Kind of, yeah, but I mean, it's it's more of a sort of, you, you know, I mean, a ration book. I mean, that goes back to, you know, the Second oh, World War and yeah. people needed that to survive, you know. So trading in that is literally like, well, I might not be able to get to eat because of this, yeah. but I need whatever it is more. So I, I do quite like that idea that, you know, whatever the favour is that you'd want, it's, it's more important than, you know, actually being able to eat. So that kind of, I do like that, that sort of desperation that comes from it. That, that does drag out through the whole game, though, where you... Do do I want to use like the crafted skills? Do I want to use uh, these scissors to make a make make a nail bomb, or do I want to stick it into a baseball bat for a slightly improved melee weapon? Or uh, this you get a lot of choice without getting choice. If that makes sense, where you yeah, think, there's, there's a positive and a negative to anything. Yeah, do, do I use this shift to open this door? Uh, I mean, we've spoke about this before, where we said. I'd have, we'd have liked to have a bit more choice when it comes to crafting and any any time you use a shiv on a door you're going to want there's something there 
to collect. Yeah, it is a bit of a treasure room, yeah. Um, and it would have been nice if, you know, you, you there was the possibility of something. You, you, I mean, personally, I did feel like there was something. There was this. This is going to be the door that there's something behind. Um, yeah. But that, that never come, and it was a bit of a shame, really, because it, for a game that's so focused on, you know, this is important because ammo is very rare, um, supplies are next to nothing, and then to have this room where you know, as soon as you get the prompt, you want to use your shiv. You, yeah. Oh, I've got some ammo in here. Oh, I've got. I've got. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like extra supplies and stuff, and it's yeah. sort of. It, it should be a case of, oh, this door's locked. Do you want to use the shiv? And you go, shit, yeah. Get in there and you go. Oh God, it's not desks in here. That's it. Oh, what oops, the hell? Fucking bothered. I've wasted a shit. Yeah. So like, if you haven't got the the equipment, say, to make another one, and you've only got one, and you come across a door like that, you think, oh God, there might be, you know, a clicker in there. There could be absolutely anything. It could be great. You know, it could be a great big box of ammo, or there could be bugger all, and then I'll come across a clicker that I'll need to stab. And I, that's the sort of you know, you want to be able to sit there and go, God, what do I do? Do I actually go for it or not? Rather than just go, oh shit, a shiv door. Okay, let's go for it. Bang. Yeah, oh, a bit more, bit more equipment. Nine times out of ten, behind this door is some more stuff that I can make another shiv. Which, you know. But I, I do like the idea that I mean, although it wasn't quite as sort of like a treasure room like the shiv doors were, but like you'd you'd be in a, a kitchen or whatever, and you'd open a drawer and there'd be nothing in there, and you search all the cupboards and all the drawers, and there's just nothing there, and you're just like, oh. But that's that, desperate. That's fine. That's exactly what you want. Like you don't want to find everything in just because there's a drawer to open or a bin to look in. You know, you don't want to find something in it. Kind of like Fallout again. You know, you know that as soon as you come across a trash can or whatever, you go in it and you go, oh shit, there's a bit of, you know, a couple of bullets or whatever. Um, and that that too, actually, I do like the fact that you find, especially when you play out in like normal or hard difficulty, when you find ammo, it is by the bullet. Yeah. So you get a yeah. bullet. And you go, shit, I've got to, you know, really aim this well or just try and do everything possible to avoid any form of combat. That's another thing as well with the aiming that the option to have lock-on is there. Um, I, I, don't, I never used it for the whole game. I, d- I know, I didn't even know there was that. Y- yeah, it's in the options. Um, I know it's done. I actually died a couple of times on the bit where um, you hang it upside down and Ellie's got to cut the, the fridge to get yep. down and you... You've got to shoot the the infected upside down, and I died a few times on that. And I actually, I'd say three times, and then it popped up on the menu bit as so like you can you can activate auto aim. Well, that's what you saw in the options. But I, I never used it because it it feel like cheating in the fact that I like the worry that fuck I've just wasted a bullet. And yeah, I, and I did oh, that. Wasted so another bullet. <laughs> But like I just it's just like shooting someone in the chest or something, and you think, what a waste! Yeah, like if that had been in the head, that would have been him out of the way. Now I've got to waste another one on him, or another two or three, just yeah. to get him on the floor. L- lots of moments though where it it took you by surprise, and this was a game that you know this this is from Naughty Dog. We knew it was going to be a good game. Naughty Dog don't really do bad games, but from what personally from what from what I saw leading up to the game, it was an adult uncharted. This guy was Nathan Drake, but old. And then when it come down to it, he was nothing like Nathan Drake. He's slow. He can climb, but he's not as versatile as Nathan. And he'll actually get the job done and do what it takes. But just the story, there's so many moments that I actually genuinely went, oh my God, I, I, I really didn't expect that. And there's it, it a point we've touched upon uh, before where, again, obviously spoilers, but one of the 
my favourite moments in the whole game is the giraffe. Yeah. It's genuinely beautiful, and the graphics are amazing, and it's it's just totally random, and it's something that the game hasn't. The games never give you anything. It's you know, people are dying, you're struggling, and then you you know you've lost people, and then just to get to this moment where it's like, oh my god, there's a, there's a giraffe, <laughs> and we can stroke it. And it looks amazing, yeah. and everything's green, and everything's sunny, and it's it was, it was genuinely a perfect moment in a game, uh, possibly it, it any game. No, I I agree completely. I mean, it, it's that kind of Jurassic Park opening, you know, herds of yeah. dinosaurs and stuff, and you're just like, wow, look at that, and you just think, Christ, you know, the, the amount of people that have died and I've had to kill, and how many times I've been killed, and blah blah blah. And then it's just a giraffe just chilling there. And you're just like, what? What are you doing here? And it just sort of breaks the, the sort of the, just the horror of everything else that's had to go on. And just reminded you that you are still, it is the same planet. Everything is still kind of normal outside of the human world. Yeah. And it, it's just, well, it is a really, really nice moment. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't really touch upon anything else other than that, to be honest, for, for nice moments. <laughs> It's 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 a brutal game, a very brutal game. Yeah, it is a bit morbid. Yeah. No, there's I haven't I genuinely haven't got a bad word to say about Last of Us. There's a few things I'd like to improve on, but they're not deal breakers. I, I'd go and buy it again. I mean, I'm on yeah. third. I'm on my third playthrough now. I will say I've got the same feeling I had when I played it the first time because obviously I know what's going to happen. It's it's a game where, unlike a lot of games that have come out last year or so you don't get a choice you play it as they want you to play it and they don't even yeah, tend yeah. to give you a choice it ends how it ends and, I, and that's I, how it'll end every time because this is Joel's sto- this is Ellie and Joel's story this isn't um, I and mean, when we compared it to uh, well not compared it but we've, before when we spoke about this we've um, brought in Mass Effect's choices and whatnot. and yeah. I, I, I still think if if you had the choice to kill Ellie or or take her away and you know fuck the human race, I'd, Ellie's not dying. I'd always choose save Ellie. I'd fuck everyone else. I don't give a fuck. We're gonna die anyway. <laughs> um, she's she, Ellie's just special. She's singly the most special, personally the supporting character and especially child character. Second probably being Clementine from The Walking Dead. It's just ma- it's such a magnificent game. Yeah. I, there's not enough words for it. It's a, it's a masterpiece. Graphics are amazing. It controls really well. It's just about long enough. I mean, I did it in like 14 hours and 43 minutes or something like that. The story is by far... If, if it's not going to get Game of the Year, it needs Story of the Year because it's mm. by far the best story... Of, of, of a game I've played for a long time and it, it's no masterpiece absolute masterpiece yeah no I mean to to a lot of the extent I do completely agree but I mean you already know what I don't like about it yeah the the, the first one being and I know that there are any kind of little things but in a game this good that's the only thing that you can sort of pick up on the negativity on um, the first one being the water mechanics the water physics shocking to be perfectly honest um, you, you get a slight ripple effect when you're under the water um, the, although the swimming controls aren't fantastic, um, the the sort of the, the underwater graphics, the the breathing, oh, the, the noises he's making and stuff, 
they're, yeah, they're really, really good. But just sort of like walking through the water, I mean, you get that kind of uncharted, soggy clothes thing going on. But there's no real um, response from the water. There's no ripples, um, you know, whenever there's rain. There's no splash. Um, there's, there's quite a big uh, sort of section where there's uh, kind of like a dam. Um, like a hydroelectric dam or something. Yeah. And um, although there's kind of splash on, like, the rocks and stuff, uh, around the edge of the, the river, there's, there's no sort of, like... I mean, these are things that are sort of pretty well established in game. Again, like Tomb Raider, the water mechanics on Tomb Raider were amazing. Yeah. And um, even, even Uncharted, I think, they, they did a better job on that. Uncharted, um, Bioshock... Uh, Crisis. Crisis. Crisis water effects are amazing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I particularly didn't like about the water... Fixing. It, it was like I said, it wasn't a deal breaker. It was a bit off putting when everything else was so good. I didn't like how he handled the the pallets when you were in the water. It was very, very excuse the pun. It was very wooden. Yeah. Um, kind of. But it's the same sort of movement right. mechanic that they excuse me that, that you'd use when you were moving a, a dumpster around, say. Yeah. Um, which again, you know, sort of wasn't. jerking it round. And I mean, I know that it's not exactly easy to move a pallet with a child sat on it in the water. But I, I felt like it was a lot easier than it should have been. It helped that you know she moved about and stuff, and she'd cling on to the onto the pallet, and obviously the water would splash up um, as we moved. But Joel's arms never moved. They they never yeah. as as the pallet submerged to a point where like a, a corner of the pallet would go into the water. His arms didn't really follow. Um, you you want to turn left, you turn left, almost as if you just had a tray in your hand. And you yeah. turned around. Um, again, again, they're not deal breakers, and they don't happen often enough for you to get your hair off with it. No, um, I mean, the, the, the fact. Do it. Well, I don't know actually. I mean, I sort of agree and disagree with that. I mean, it does happen. I mean, I can't say I that sort of teamwork kind of thing where you've got to be like, right, I'll hold this, and then you jump on. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's a few examples of it, but across the water because you can't swim. I like that. It's just like, well, you can't swim. Although, the obvious reason, you, you know, that, well, sorry, the obvious way around that that I would have thought of was that she just held onto his back, you know, just put her arms around his neck, he swims across, oh, yeah. she gets out. You know, I mean, that's, that's, but maybe that's just a sort of a cheaper way of doing it rather than, you know, she's on the pallet and then sort of she depends on you to keep her afloat. Yeah. Even though there's actually no fear of her falling off because she can't. So, kind of kills it a little bit. Um, but th- I, I could have thought that they, they maybe they could have come up with a few other ways around that. So although the pallet would have been the easiest way, maybe you know if you did a little bit more effort, you could have found a, a plank or a ladder or something. And she could have crawled across, or maybe you did have the option to, you know, uh, have a grab across your net, but you couldn't go swimming underwater, so you had to do something else. But just to sort of jump on the pallet, you swim across. As soon as there was a pallet around, you knew that's what was going to happen. Or as soon as she had to get across a body of water, you knew you had to look for a pallet. And that's... Yeah, it's... It's it's nice to have that option already open to you, but... Again, because there's, like, there's, there's like, so many ways out of every different level, and, you know, so many different rooms to explore and ways to do everything. That is something I thought they could have incorporated into it. They could have had a bit more of a... You know, when it came to... I don't know, maybe you could have just taught to swim halfway through. I mean, there was, like, massive jumps in the months... Maybe just between sort of spring and summer, he taught her how to swim. 
<laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Like with the same sort of mini game thing that was starting the generators. Yeah, there was no need for a lot of them to go for all the effort that you had to. But I, I, cause I understand what it did. Obviously, it's a puzzle, and it's a puzzle you're familiar with. But there wasn't always the same. To, even though, mm. yeah, even though the outcome was the same, they usually have a different way around it. Like yeah. where you had to get the pallet from uh, out of the. Uh, it's like an abandoned... I can't remember if it was a bus or a boat. Um, what, like one of the Yeah, and he has to dive in and pull it out and then yeah. back through. But that's that's where the sort of the bad swimming mechanics came into it, because it, it took me quite a few goes to actually get inside it, because it's... I'll be honest, that, that particular bit, um, I couldn't find the pallet straight away, and then I found it. No, I didn't either. So no. I had to go back up for air, and then come back, got it out, job done. But I found that when you was underwater a lot of the time... It was very murky, and I did actually have trouble seeing sometimes, mm. um, unless I had my torch on, which did help, which obviously yeah. was their intention. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, that's just reminded me of one thing that I don't think I've actually mentioned before, which is kind of bugged me and kind of not. Um, the torch. Mm. It's got an infinite supply of power. Um, now, <laughs> in, in, the, in the sense of what the game is and how desperately you need it I'm so glad that all you have to do is give the controller a little shake just to sort of yeah you know like you would with a remote control that's fine but in the same sense I don't like games where battery is such an issue that you've got to look for a battery every five minutes otherwise you think otherwise I'm never going to get through this you know, it was a better implemented idea yeah um, I don't know I just think that maybe if you'd brought a battery into it in, is, is in more of a crafting material then you go, well, I'll have power for however many hours, or I can use it and make something else. Therefore, you've got, you know, a sort of another choice. Or, you know, maybe this battery will run out, maybe I'll be in a pitch black room, and, you know, you've only got Ellie's flashlight to depend on, or something like that. You know, something like that where... Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the crafting, I mean, I know that you touched on it earlier, but the, the crafting, I think, um, is really good. Um but I do think it could have been extended out. I think that's maybe something for another game rather than throw it all in on one, get people used to it, that sort of thing. I like that. Um, in a, in again, for that sort of like, you know, do I make a med kit? Do I make a Molotov? Um, you know, because, I mean, the Molotovs were insanely useful, as were oh, yeah. the, uh, Especially the explosions. And stuff. Um, oh, God, oh, yeah. Sorry, not boomers. Yeah, that's it's a war. Calm down. Yeah. I was thinking I left for dead, to be honest. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree completely that uh, it would have been nice to have more things to craft. I don't think it was a massive... Uh, but as soon as I play this again, it would be exactly the same every time. Except, of course, you could put the difficulty up and you'd get virtually no ammo. But, I mean, then you're sort of like talking about insanely hard Dead Space 3 kind of... Uh, sorry, Dead Space 2, you know. Yeah, um, Dead Space 3. Well, yeah. Um, but basically, like, any boss could just finish you off. Any enemy could just take you out completely. And, like, materials would just be so hard to come by. I mean, I'm sure that would make it a hell of a lot more, sort of, not realistic, but, you, you know, I mean, you'd really have to think about every single room, your tactics as to what you're going to take with you, what, if you can even fire a bullet, is it worth it? You, you know, so, I mean, that would make it more enjoyable, but because you'd be getting killed so many times, it would take the immersion away. Yeah. And you would be getting so frustrated with it, you wouldn't want to play it because of just how hard it is. So I think playing it on normal, for me, sort of, and doing it the first time like that, 
the, the bits that were hard, I did keep getting killed. But yeah. when I did manage to do them, I was like, thank Christ for that. So I, I really think that they just nailed it. They really, really did. And I mean, I think because there's going to be so much more sort of action and, you know, sort of like craziness on in GTA 3. Plus there's like three characters to keep playing as well, which you can sort of switch or between. GTA 5. Well, did I just say GTA 3? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, GTA 5 even. Yeah, I mean, although I'm really looking forward to that and as to what they can do with GTA now, it's still just not going to have the clincher. It's not. I, it's I, not going to be... I mean, I don't know... It's going to be more. nowhere deep, Last of Us. Not, they're not going to care about the characters as much, but... Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, but I, I care about the, the entire thing. I cared about as what had happened with the world, that every person, you know, could they actually be trusted or not, like with, with Henry and Sam. Every single point I knew that they were going to turn on us. Yeah. And then as soon as they legged it, when the uh, the, the ladder broke, when they were you know, <coughs> trying to sort of help escape, I knew something like that was going to happen. And I was like, you fucking knobheads, I knew you were going to do that and just leave me. And then when you, they turn up again and you're just like, well, all right, you know, you sort of saved me. And then they go and everyone gets killed. And you're just like, oh, God, I really liked you too. Bloody hell. So I never got just, point. I never liked them. No, I, I really did. I thought, like, um, like the, the relationship that's sort of building up between Sam and Ellie, you know, they were sort of, like, actually kind of being kids. You know, she yeah. gave them a toy and, you know, reading comics and that stuff. That was another thing. And I thought, oh, you know. Henry wouldn't let him have a toy. And it's like, take what you need. And I don't know. I, I Personally, if I was in that situation, I'd like them to try and keep as much humanity as possible. And being a, a young child yeah. and oh, I want this toy. Love it. You, know, you haven't got to pay for it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I mean, not, it's, it's not like, like you wanted a Wendy house. It was you know, retaining your youth and retaining your life. You yeah. Know, if you're just sort of pissing about when all of a sudden, when you could have been, you know, on watch or whatever, then no, I, I, I think they, I think they did that right, and they, they did, you know, it shouldn't have been about him trying to be a kid. No, um, no, I, I agree with that. Definitely they, that. they did it right, and they did it well. But uh, I mean, like, if it was a real thing, uh, I wouldn't have stopped him picking up a toy. As long as he didn't slack and it didn't affect anyone else. Because it's no different to Ellie having a comic book. True, true. And, you know, she proved herself to be pretty formidable. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the comic books, I mean, that's that's another thing that um, is in the kind of... The, the very, very small list of things that weren't quite perfect. Yeah. Um, but the first comic book or so you find, you can sort of give them to her and she gets a reaction from them, you know, and it's sort of like, it's, it, it is you kind of trying to put the effort in and build up a bit of a relationship. And then after that, every every comic book you found, you couldn't actually give to her. It, it, it seems, I, I don't know, I, I wanted to give them to her. Every, you know, I wanted every time to, I, I found one, I tried to somehow, I'd, act, I'd go into my backpack and I'd have, and then all I could do was inspect it. And it's like, yeah. that would have been a nice moment where you, you said to Ellie, you, you know, there's a comic, and she gets excited and then, as they gradually, as you gradually give her more, you both get excited. You get excited because you found one for her, and yeah, they'd have been really nice moments, but they they never they never went anywhere, and it's a bit of a bit of a waste. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if she said, oh, "I'm not interested in these anymore" or something. It was literally just stop dead. Yeah, you'd literally collect them for yourself, and it was kind of pointless. Yeah. Uh, but again, in the sort of the Mass Effect kind of way, you you couldn't actually read them or. Like, I mean, if, say, if it was just for whatever reason, it's like a sort of like an interesting story that was going on in the comic book, I'd want to find them for me and go, well, what the hell happens? Well, yeah. So, 
But you can just, but you just sort of back. read the title. And that, that, that's um, something similar to like the maps and things. Like you find these maps, and yet they have no purpose whatsoever. No. And it's, it's just sort of like, well, I can see to them possibly it might be useful, but I want to see how it could be useful to me, you know, and I want to know if there's buildings that I can't see. Saying that, though, the same as stuff like Assassin's Creed, what, why collect all those feathers? I, mean, I never... Yeah, true. But I mean, done. if these were, like, maps that, you know, people had written on and said, oh, you know... Like, you know, when you find things like the safe combinations and stuff, it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll have to find this safe now so I can get a bit of, you know, some extra scrap or whatever out of it. That's actually um, something that annoys me in games. Sorry, where... Really? It's a case of... No, not that as such, but... You, I don't know, you've tried to open a safe or you've tried to open a door, and it's like, you need a combination. And then you'll be exploring, and then there'll be a letter, and it's like, Mike, just let you know, we've changed the combination to 6345, as, as your mum, Jim. <laughs> why would you leave a letter like that? Just lying around, and when you go into this, through that door is the button you need to press to stop the evil deviation machine. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It doesn't seem incredibly likely, but I mean, if these are like sort of letters that are like not just on a table, you know, that they're kind of quite out of the way. Oh, it's yeah, sort of like that DSX Human Revolution. If you wanted to find that stuff, you had to hack into the computers to find it because they were sent as emails. That's plausible. That's pretty realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's like Silent Hill 4, the room, in the, you're in the water tower bit, and you've got to solve a puzzle and you've got to move different parts of the tower. Uh, it actually tells you how to do it, and it's like, well, that's not really a puzzle because it told me <laughs> how to do it. I still failed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- that's the thing, though. I mean, there's things like puzzles like... You know, kind of like your Uncharted, your Tomb Raider puzzles, which are like, you know, sort of platforming ones. But then you've got things like, like Fallout and stuff when you've got like, like math questions or, um, yeah. you, you know, you figure out a combination of something. You think, God, I'm going to be here forever for doing this. I mean, there's, there's ways around it. I mean, like in Fallout 3, when it came to hacking a computer, I just keep choosing the first answer every yeah. time until eventually you just gave me it, <laughs> which, you know, that's just me playing it wrong. But, you know, I mean, there's still sort of like an element of intelligence that can be introduced to, you know, sort of like getting unlocks and things yeah, you, rather than yeah. just a note. Yeah, it's not a case of I've just happened to stumble across a note exactly after I've tried to open a door that's told me I need a code. Maybe it's this code. <laughs> yeah, what? The idea of something like, you know, like, remember years ago, the original Metal Gear, when you had to call Meryl, and, like, the only way you could find out what her frequency was, because it was on the, the box. Like, that is just like, you're just like, See, oh, I would never have thought of that. Or, like, that, the Psycho Mantis swapping the controllers around and stuff. Like, you just think, oh, that is so clever. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant, I mean, a brilliant game anyway, but, I mean, back in them days, you couldn't just go on Google and type in the code, like, we need the code for the PS1 game, because... You know, but especially back then, a lot of people had chipped placed PS1s. Um, like yeah, yeah. copying games, big problem with pirating back then. Uh, but they, those people couldn't, they couldn't get any further without the code. And then obviously the genius uh, Psychomantis boss level, uh, where you'd read your memory card and you had to swap the controllers around. Stupidly clever. They don't really get anything like that anymore. Although, um, actually saying that, um, I remember, it must have been a couple of years ago, um, a mate of mine was playing oh, something like Zelda or something on the DS. And to, um, I, I, I honestly can't remember as to what part it was. I, I literally just sort of, because he was trying to figure out this puzzle. And um, he had to like put something on this map, but not by touching it. He just couldn't figure it out. 
and he had to close the DS and then open it again, and it had like it had like imprinted it from the top screen onto the bottom screen, and that worked. That's really cool. And it's just like, ah, oh, I've never thought of that. You know, you like you, you press all the buttons and you do it in certain ways and all that, but just shutting it and open it, and it would just like transfer it across. It's stuff like that. It's just like thinking outside of what you can physically do on the screen as to you know what can you actually do with your controller yeah. or you know with the TV or whatever. That's really clever. And like you say, it's really not in many it, games anymore. In all fairness, that does bring us back to Last of Us in the sense that you know, the batteries are going in the torch, so you know, shake, bang the controller on your hand. To well, yeah, I suppose that's, that's a small element. Of it, yeah, yeah. Other than that, even ridiculous Connect games. They're not really doing anything that you couldn't do with a controller. There's no real innovation in terms of, like, the Psychomantis thing was amazing because that, there was nothing like it at the time. And, you know, you had to change the controller and then he'd tell you to put it on the floor and he'd make it move and obviously it'd vibrate and yeah, yeah. they're clever. And then now we've got, oh, let's stroke a fucking tiger. Why? I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to be... Um a, a Jedi that can't actually move or swing a lightsaber properly. So yeah, when Star Wars for the Kinect came out, that was just perfect for me because you know I, 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 I too, Star Wars. So I too have dreamt of a, of a Star Wars game where I can be Han Solo in a kind of dance party type thing um, with Princess Leia. Yep, absolutely. Princess Leia is, it was perfect. It was everything I've wanted in a Star Wars game. Yeah, it it reminds me much of the. The episode three tie-in movie game that was by far game of the year. No way, I'm I'm thinking of nothing because it was a bag of shit. And that <laughs> Star Wars Connect game, why? Why? There, there's no words oh. to say why that ever should have existed. It was well, no, because the R2D2, Xbox 360, and the C3PO Connect looked absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, leave it at that. So, yeah, that's that's my only thing. It's just like, well, we've made this, and they look genius. So, should we make a game? No, no, no. We'll, we'll wait till Knights of the Old Republic 3 or Battlefront 3. Um, what about a Kinect game? No, not really. It's not really going to work, is it? Pod racing? Well, maybe <laughs> a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of pod racing. Well, that's the only thing you can really have Kinect for, isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, um, we're thinking more about full-on Jedi lightsaber action. Oh, really? What, so you can sort of run around? Well, no, you can't run around. Um, instead, of what you're going to have to do is just sort of, like, force jump between bad guys and attempt to, to sort of swing at them and stuff. Yeah, that sounds shit. Let's not make that. Yeah, well, we're the ones with the money, so, you know. Yeah, we will be making that. Yeah, pretty much. It's, I hate it. Uh, I fucking hate it. I, I, I would have been the thing. I, I, I had a bought Connect purely for that. Not for that. I had a bought Connect purely for a decent Jedi slash Sith Star Wars game. Um, I yeah, I think the only way that it actually could have worked, though, is... And, I mean, as, as bizarrely as this may sound, considering how much I've you know, had to say about The Last of Us and, you know, all of that, um, at this point in time, in this generation, as from, you know, the last sort of eight to ten years, however long it's been, I've always been an Xbox fan. I didn't have a PS2, I didn't have a uh, PS3. I had an Xbox and an Xbox 360. My PS3 was actually bought for me um, by... Um, my girlfriend at the time, and um, 100%. I mean, I had the original Xbox, I had an arcade, um, I got the 360 Slim when that came out. Um, I've Everything has been absolute Microsoft. Obviously, um, because of the next point we're going to be covering, um, that is very quickly going to change. Yes. Um, but it, it made sense for me to get the Kinect because it was just going to be a cool edition. 
And, you know, the voice sort of stuff and the motion control on, you know, films and that no. has its ups and downs. Um, you know, sort of flipping between stuff like on the Xbox home screen and that. I like that. It's quite sort of minority report. Really cool. It's not what they think it is. I'll give you that straight away. Yeah. But it's, it's quite a cool sort of addition. But when you're watching a film and it says something along the lines of Xbox Home or sounds very similar and it goes, do you want to go home? And then someone says yes. And then it just turns your film off, <laughs> which has happened, which has happened, um, is incredibly annoying. And I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the things that if it had been wireless, I think it would have been a lot better. But the fact that it's got to be plugged directly into the console, directly next to your TV where your speakers oh. are, it sort of defeats the point of the object. Because it's not going to be able to just hear you. It hears everything that's happening on the TV as well. Yeah, picks up far too much noise. And the, ca- the cameras don't, haven't got enough scope to differentiate between... You've got to have it a certain length, realistically. The n- in all fairness, the new one, which obviously we'll get onto, seems to have fixed those problems. But I really don't like Connect. It's somewhat of a gimmick that's actually turned into the main focus of, of the Xbox. Game, games have took a back burner, and it's all about films and music and Connect. Yeah, I think that's a, a general thing, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's not just, oh, the Connect is now our new thing, we're going to push all our focus onto that. It's just like, now it's an entertainment unit. It's not... Um, do you know what? I think we're drifting too far into this now. I think we either yeah. need to wrap up Last of Us or uh, <laughs> um, carry on with it. Right. Um, Last of Us. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything much more for me to say to be honest. I mean, I've covered the, the, the bits that sort of niggled me a bit. Um, the, the story's just amazing. The, the sort of the emotional immersion, if that's even a sort of thing. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, perfect. It's I mean, I've, to the point where I didn't actually physically want to play it because of how good it was. As twisted and as weird as that sounds, yeah, yeah. that's me just putting a book to one side and saying, I don't want to read this because I know I've only got this much to go and I know it's going to be over. Um, and because I think there is a multiplayer, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there is. It's... Yeah, but because I'm not even remotely interested in that, that there wasn't anything for me. I mean, this is kind of... this. In in a way, not in a game sort of sense, but it's very similar to me to Heavy Rain. Um, yeah. In the fact that once I've done it, that's pretty much it. It's kind of like a one-shot game, really. You know, it's like a single-use game. As soon as you've completed it... Uh, with Heavy Rain, you could have had... There was more Well, no, I'll give you that. There are... I mean, I, I killed quite a few people that I didn't want to. Um, you know, and obviously now I know how to, to change that. Yeah. But, I mean, I had Heavy Rain... Not when it came out, not, not by a long shot. It was quite a few months after it came out. Um, but I played it, completed it. Um, I was happy with my ending. But then about a month ago, I started playing it again. And I realized I had forgotten the majority of the stuff, which we'd kind of renewed it a little bit. You know, it gave it a little bit more of a lease on life. Um, so that's kind of how I want Last of Us to go. Um, you know, six months down the line, I want to be able to play it. I, I want to go and play that again now. But I, I know for a fact that if I kept on playing it, I'd just get bored of it. Yeah. And I don't want to sort of get to the point where something's just become so monotonous. In in a way that sort of things like GTA 4 and, well, all the GTAs do, really. At the end of the day, it's just driving, shooting, driving here, shooting. Yeah, each, like each mission's the same, basically. Yeah, kind of. So, I mean, you, you, depending on how sort of, um, uh, you know, sort of versatile every mission can be, you know, as to what you can do within it, ultimately A to B is going to be the same in the way that The Last of Us, A to B, sort of start to finish. Yeah, you're not going to be able to make any of the changes. You might see a few more rooms that you did. Um, the only things that I think I would be able to change would be things like um, 
the sort of the the, the powers. Well, I keep calling them powers, but you, you know, sort of like you're um, you're upgrading the actual RPG element of it. You know, sort of like in, increasing your craft speed or. Um, but I, that was the thing I didn't realise. I thought that would just be something you'd be able to max out on. Yeah. But it's really not. You, you know, I mean, you can only upgrade so many weapons within a certain amount of time. You can only um, have, you know, however many, you know, your maximum health, your listening distance. You can only increase those. And you would, you'll only ever find enough pills to be able to do a certain amount. Yeah. So that, again, that would be a choice. Like, well, I know how this part's going to play out, you know, if you play out the harder difficulty. So that, I'll, I'll focus more on the health or, you know, however it is you want to actually... Plus. Sorry? That's, that's the beauty of New Game Plus when you start... The game again. Um, you still got all your. You don't. Well, you don't start with all your upgrades. But uh, like when you're at your handgun, um, if you yeah. maxed it out, it's maxed out. Um, well, that's good. So uh, I mean, I managed. I've managed to upgrade everything now. But you still don't get the weapons and like the flamethrower. You won't get the flamethrower until you get the flamethrower. Oh, so kind of like Metal Gear Four. Yeah, basically it's the same as that. But uh, if you've already got your your pouches, so you've got your two each side and whatnot. You'll have that, yeah. um, and then when you get weapons to fill out, if your shotgun was maxed out, it'll be maxed out when you get it. Oh, it, it, did, it, did, it made it easier, if I'm honest. But when you're playing it for the second time, you're not playing it to as a challenge. You're playing it again to play it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, hands down, game of the year. Um, story is brilliant. Graphics are not amazing because obviously, uh, as as Dan touched upon, there's a few water effects, but they're not deal breakers. Um, still, it's easily one of the best looking games this generation on on any on, on any console. They could have got a lot. Of, um, they could have got away with if the, if the graphics had been worse. I still don't think it would have been you know that much of a difference, mm-hmm. like because the story is just so driving on it. Yeah, I, I really don't think it would have made any difference at all. I mean, you can sort of tell when it's in a cutscene, and then you know when it changes to, um, you know, when you're actually controlling the player. There's not much difference, um, though. It's very, it's very uncharted. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Using very the same in-game engine no, stuff. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it still looks insanely similar. It's just that if you're really looking for, you know, the the, the kind of the break between a cutscene, but I mean, there's no load screens, so. You know what? Yeah. It's irrelevant because there's, there's just nothing apart from the sort of like the initial load up. You could just play the entire thing in one big go, and there wouldn't oh, be yeah. any load screens, yeah. which is yeah, which is fine. And it's very immersive. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say game of the year that without a doubt. Um, yeah, I agree. And there you go. That is about all we have time for for this week's episode. Um, but next week yep. we will have um, our views. It's all it's all been and done and dusted now. We're just waiting. Um, this is of course PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Um, we'll get into our views, opinions, what we're going to buy, what we're not going to buy, what we're looking forward to, what we're really not looking forward to, um, and plenty, plenty more. So hopefully, see you then. And as always, have a good week and do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> bye bye. Podcast.